Hello, everybody. Welcome to, I feel like this might be episode five or six, whatever it is. It is, <laughs> we're up to like more than a month's worth of content, Sam. How does it feel? Feels great. Right? It is pretty regular. Um, got some feedback on oh. the last. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I asked a friend about it and she had said, this episode, the last one, was my favorite episode so far. Funny and is actually a very important topic. Whoa, okay. Yeah. And I said, glad you Great like it. content. What topic should we talk about for the next podcast, i.e. today's one? And she said, right off the top of my head, all I can think of is funny travel stories. I get the topic is real important, but it's the humor I'm drawn to. Oh, yeah. not that funny. <laughs> um. It cracks me up. It's like, you can talk about whatever you want. I don't care. <laughs> as long but as, <laughs> as long as there's good banter. Um, well, so, let's see how we go. <laughs> stress A. Um, today's topic, I figured, can be the airport. Mostly because I think me and Catherine, Catherine and I, and sort of you and Ollie, we had like sort of a different different things we want out of that part of the experience. You know? Yeah, I think so. So I guess the first part of it is getting to the airport and obviously you live in Auckland Auckland airport is the main airport in New Zealand um, I guess it's never really a big deal and you never have to stay in a hotel the night before no and I don't like to be at an airport too early like I'm not one to get there three hours early and just chill I like <laughs> to get there with enough time to obviously do the do the important stuff and then just enough time to slowly walk through the duty free and then before you know it it's boarding time that's, that's ideal. <laughs> I like that's ideal. Like three hours early. I mean, three hours early, that would be like cutting it late <laughs> if I was there three hours early. For us, it's, I feel like the holiday for us leaves the second we step out of the apartment door. Yeah, it totally does. So, it does. the airport is part of the holiday. Yeah. And so I never, you know, like, I'm always very excited to be at the airport. There's kind of like a little bit of, Hustle and bustle going on. Bit of a buzz, yeah. Um, so Catherine and I, we live in a different city. We live in Wellington. And normally if we're going, um, we're, we're traveling overseas, you have to pretty much go via Auckland. And so it's, you either have to wait for a flight. And once, you know, when we were flying, I'm pretty sure we were flying maybe to Hawaii with you guys. Um, there was like flight delays from Wellington to Auckland. And we normally oh, try, right. yeah, so we ch- normally try and book, like, it, on a domestic flight, especially in New Zealand, is norm- at Wellington, Auckland, there's normally a plane every hour or so, and I think our plane was delayed maybe nearly two hours, and we'd booked that connection, like, sort of three hours difference. So we were kind of getting a little bit nervous, so, you know, I think if you're just kind of leaving from Auckland overseas, then you don't have to worry so much about those domestic transfers. But maybe if you're like the rest of us in the provinces, leave a little bit of time. Um, totally. If, and probably keep it with the same um, same airline, right? Yes, definitely with the same airline. I felt like if you're New Zealand-based, just, just do it all with Air New Zealand and honestly, you'll have a better life. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't do it with Jetstar. 
Um, so have you ever stayed at an airport hotel? Um, yes, in Bali. We flew in really late and where we were going was quite far from the airport. Um, and there was a Hilton right next door and I had enough honours points for um, a few nights free. Um, mm-hmm. So we did that very first night. I was right around the corner um, from the airport. The airport was extremely hot. Like there was no AC in there. Mm. And um, when you got to the airport hotel, all of your luggage was metal detected, which I thought was interesting. Mm. But you, you, you're a much bigger airport <laughs> hotel guy. Like I think that's my only one airport hotel experience. Uh, yeah, and we've done it, uh, I think it might have even been on our honeymoon, we stayed at, like, the Novotel Auckland Airport, just because, you know, like, if especially if you're in another part of the province and you're driving up or whatever, you have so much on the line for a holiday that you don't want to miss it for the sake of the motorway being broken down or, you know, like, it, it's all sorts of drama that could cause you to, like, really suffer thousands of dollars worth of damage if you miss your flights. It's true. Depending on, you know, how big your trip is. Mm-hmm. So for us, we're like, yeah, we'll, we'll go up the day before, you know, then we can sort of, you know, go somewhere in Auckland or relax or just, you know, not stress about missing that flight. I think we're very... You know, we need to be there for the flight. It's funny, actually, that, you know, it caused that that concept of missing the flight can cause so much stress that, you know, I feel like Catherine kind of broke into shingles once. Oh, my. From that stress. Yeah, and the funny thing is, is, you know, when you kind of sit down and think about, okay, what's the consequence of missing a flight? It's like you pay some money and you get another one. Yeah, and if you're going to a... A relatively popular destination, you th- you think, well, I'm only going to be waiting a day. I've had that happen before. I missed a flight, and then they took. Well, not my fault. Um, the plane like lost its pressure <laughs> twenty minutes oh. in, yeah. um, and they were like, "Okay, go home. See you tomorrow." And then we just flew in the next day. That was annoying, but it wasn't like the end of the world. No, you just got there a day later. And so. Then when you get to the airport, obviously, Catherine and I, five hours ahead of time, you guys, like, an hour ahead of time. Chilling. Yeah. Do you, like, when you go and check in, do you ever ask for upgrades? No, I don't think I've ever asked. Oh, I've asked for exit row. Yeah. That's all. Because we have had pretty good success and I'm just going to put this out there for 10 of you folks listening. I don't think it's, I don't think it's particularly rude to ask. I don't, I never go in and expect anything. And I certainly generally frame it as like, uh, is there anything that we can sort of pay for? Like, you know, I'm not expecting a free upgrade. I don't Mm. know why these days you'd expect a free upgrade, but um, like, for instance, we were flying, um, we're flying from Chicago back to Toronto with Air Canada and we'd used points and Catherine was going to go by herself. So she had purchased a business class while first class, you know, it's like a little plane. So you basically sit at the front of the little plane and I booked at the last minute and I was on the same plane 
but I had purchased the economy ticket because I don't want to spend the points on a little plane. No way. <laughs> and when we got to check in, it was super early. It was like four hours before the flight. Of course. <laughs> of course. And we're like, uh, can we check in? And she's like, yeah, sure. Are you for the flight that's like in an hour's time? And we're like, no, no, <laughs> the flight after that one. <laughs> and oh, I might have been even later. Like it was, it was really early. And she's like, hey, I think you guys, and I think this is the case. Catherine's a better storyteller than I am. I can get you on an earlier flight. And I was like, perfect. And she kind of looked at the sort of seats and she's like, but you're in business. Yeah. And you're in economy. Yep. And she's like, click, click, click. And she's like, okay, we've got a seat for you in business as well. So now you're both in business class. That was the ultimate upgrade. Right. A flight four hours earlier so you don't have to just sit around the airport. And yeah. a free business class. Yeah. So Air Canada, I have found them to be very good. I've actually found that North American Airlines to be pretty good with the old, hello, is there anything available? I think that's kind of in their spirit of service is the concept around upgrades and things yeah, like that. true. And, and I feel like in New Zealand's a lot more stingy about that stuff. Totally. <laughs> um, and so then when you guys get to the airport, which is obviously not that long, what, <laughs> what do you do? You've checked um, in, gone through security. Yeah, so always check in and go through security first to get to, like, the duty-free part. Mm -hmm. You know what I love about the airport is, mm. like, there is no time. It's like being in a casino. Mm -hmm. Have I had a cheeseburger at 8 o'clock in the morning? Many times. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. You eat what you want in the airport. It is timeless. It really is. Like, I don't think I've ever had breakfast food there. You just, you, you get what you want. Okay, this KFC in the Auckland airport. Yes, though so that is before security. It is. So make your decisions. And uh, pre-security or post-security. Little little fact here is that you obviously can't take drinks through security international, but you can take food. So yeah, so empty you... your empty your drink bottle, but don't worry about your bucket of chicken. Right. I'm just, and you know, it's funny you say that because I remember checking in at Auckland Airport, and it must have been, like, the same time as some of the flights to some of the islands. Because you'd have people, yes. like, checking in with, like, whole chili bins filled mm. with food or, like, <laughs> buckets of chicken. And it just yeah. – and I'm all for it. Like, I think it's great. But also, if you're catching, like, a low-cost carrier flight, Jetstar or whatever, and the food's a bit average – if you want to take on board a Subway sub, go for it. No one's going to stop you. I have done that. I've taken a Subway on board before. It was a great It was a great call. I don't know how if, if KFC travels that well, but Subway worked <laughs> for a few hours. Um, imagine, imagine being sitting on the plane next to the person who just pulls out their, like, sort of four-hour bucket of uh, KFC chicken hot wings. I think I'd still be a bit jealous, yeah. even though I knew it was pretty old. But after I've had my airport cheeseburger, I hit up the duty free. Mm -hmm. And what um, do you get? What are you normally looking for in duty free, especially on a departure versus coming back? Um, the departure in Auckland is much better than coming back. Like they've got more makeup brands, mm -hmm. um, and. So I'd usually go for that, stock up on a few things. Um, at the time, they had a few more brands than the um, like shops here in Auckland do, but I think we've covered that off now with Mecca and Sephora. Mm. Um, and maybe a perfume. I'm not really a big 
alcohol, duty-free gal or like an electronics person. And now they have the nicer shops through Auckland Airport, like I think they have like a Kate Spade and Uh a coach. So a little walk through there, but I've never purchased anything. And then just make my way to to the gate. I think I'm a pretty boring airport goer now that that we're talking about it. (laughs) You're just in and done. That's it. I want to be on the plane. I don't care for any of this. Because there, there is quite a, there's a few wee things that some people can do. Um, in New Zealand, you can get something shipped to the airport. And you, Ooh, then, yeah. you don't have to pay the GST on that. So that's quite common for stuff like jewellery. Um, and you, you just have to pick it up after customs. Yes, I have done that once. It's actually, it's very convenient. Yeah. So that that's the thing. Um, not all countries are like that. Some countries, or it's that you buy stuff. And then once you're on the other side of security, then you sort of claim the, the, the tax back. But uh, New Zealand, you have to ship it to there. So that's kind yeah. of annoying. Uh, and the other thing you can do, I suppose, is head up the lounges. Have you do, you do you get into lounges at the airport? I've never ever been into a lounge. You've never been into an airport lounge? Sorry. In Auckland Airport, I've been into the... Is it regional lounge? Ah, oh, the domestic like, one? No, not domestic. It's like uh, the regional flights when you get on the very small plane. There's a lounge there for that? It was only one time. All you got was free coffee. <laughs> I don't even remember seeing any food. But there was free newspapers to read and they had like a barista making coffee. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I feel like you're missing out now. I, I also want to point out here that um, I've travelled with a person, their name rhymes with Antolly, and they may have tagged the Emirates Lounge when they were at <laughs> Auckland Airport, but I don't recall them being in the Emirates Lounge. Uh, Never. Why, you know, let's just say that that person whose name rhymes with Antolly, I remember this. Um, I didn't even think that person could describe a fake Emirates Lounge. <laughs> I, so I think that... We didn't even fly Emirates. <laughs> I know. That's the funny thing about that, was that it was kind of hyping up a thing that we weren't even a part of. Um, but how do you get into the lounges without flying, like, business class? Because I've gone premium economy. That didn't give you lounge access. This... Regional lounge was only because I was with someone else who was some VIP where you went into this tiny room to get free coffee. So it wasn't even that VIP. How do you guys get into these lounges all the time? Oh, that's a good question. So at Auckland Airport, there's really two types of lounges. One of them is airline lounges. So in in New Zealand, they offer um, Kōru lounges. They're probably the most popular ones in New Zealand. You'd get in there by having a lot of airline status, flying with them a lot. Over there in New Zealand, you can pay for a Koru Club membership. Oh. And uh, I, I think it is about, off the top of my head, I'm going to quickly Google this, but it was around 600 bucks a year. And so uh, only worth it if you're really doing a lot of traveling, probably not during a pandemic, but yeah, worth it once we're, once we're back in the game, the travel yeah. game. Yeah, definitely not worth it if you're really not going to the airport that much. But uh, if you probably fly, yeah, it's uh, 
630 bucks for a year. And if you consider, you know, getting food and a drink and stuff, you're allowed, I think, um, a guest with you. So let's just say nice. 60 yeah. bucks worth of value. Then as long as you go to the airport, say, 10 times a year, you're probably coming up tops. And should you allow more time at the airport if you're going into a lounge, do you think? Totally. Oh, okay. I, you know, like, if we didn't have access to the, the airport lounges, I honestly feel like there's about an hour's worth of interest at an airport. Like, you yeah. know, you, you go to the Best Ugly Bagel, you have, a, have some food there. You wander through duty-free. Honestly, it's not that long. It no. takes you, gosh, 20 minutes tops. Yep. Um, and then you're like, okay, well, I'm at the gate now. Now what happens? So with, with that, it's just really not that much joy versus if you have lounge access. Then you're like, well, I'm in for some food. I'm in for to like a, a wonderful place where I can sit and watch the planes. I have like unlimited alcohol that I can just enjoy. Well, you know, then it's it's kind of like an all you can eat buffet before your flight. You know, it's like nice. exactly. And it really shifts. Like if you've been stressed, like yeah, often sounds often, very relaxing. It is. So like often we will get from Wellington or Auckland or wherever and You've had to get to the airport, you had to be in an Uber, you had to sit at Wellington Airport, you had to take a flight, narrow seats, you had to land, you had to walk. Can you believe it? Actually walk from domestic to international. Oh, that's right. For listeners who are not in New Zealand, these are separate buildings that are not undercover. Like, you walk in the outside world, it feels very integrated. Dragging your own luggage. Yeah, you're carrying your own luggage. <laughs> then you get... I don't even think there's trolleys. <laughs> Yeah, and so then you get to, like, Auckland Airport, you you check in, and if you have a quarter club membership, there's a special part of the airport you check in. You go to the premium check-in experience. Then that takes you to a special security line where there's, you know, there's, like, a dedicated security person just for you. Then you get to the quarter club, and there's a shower there. So oh, my can, God, that's so nice. Yeah, and we would always, we'd get in early, we'd still have, like, three hours to go, and we would just pull up our carry-on, we'd, you know, go straight to the shower, um, it's all, like, really nice amenities, um, just kind of wash away the filth of being in the airport, and then you are so relaxed and ready to go on that long-haul flight. That's the joy that 600 bucks gets you. So I'm feeling I, the joy. Right? And I mentioned this kind of one type of uh, lounge. The other type of lounge is you know, um, the airports often own a lounge. So it's Auckland Airport, used to be called Strata Lounge. I don't know what it's called now. And you can generally pay a fee to just go there. And it's One like, time? Yeah. Oh, well, that's nice too. Yeah. And so um, it, often it would be like 50 bucks. It, which, to be do honest, do they have the showers and the buffets yeah. and the whatnots? Yes, yes, they do. In fact, the Strata Lounge at Auckland Airport used to be the Emirates Lounge. Ooh. So I'm just if you're going to hashtag anything, then <laughs> you you'd you'd get that same sort of experience. Um. Yeah. So, anyways, there you go. That's that's my tip. Is definitely um, check out the lounge. And as I look at the Auckland Airport website, the Strata Lounge. 
is the business lounge for China Airlines, Hawaiian Airlines, Korean Airlines, Samoa Airlines, Virgin Australia, that type of stuff too. Nice. Um, final way you can get into it is you can use your credit card. If you have sort of a fancy credit card, American Express Platinum Charge Card, um, Westpac, World MasterCard. Basically, if you're paying like 600 bucks a year for your credit card, there'll be some sort of lounge benefit as well. So there you go. Um, and also, now, I was talking to Catherine a little bit about this, and she mentioned that you once had VIP transport from the shopping part of Auckland Airport International through to the USA departure gates. She we me- did. Yeah, yeah. So we- what- I think we we just found you guys at the end because this was a this was the flight when you guys were a bit late mm-hmm. from Wellington and we just found you at the end of duty free I think from memory mm-hmm. and we were just walking towards I think it's like by the BK and we were gonna have to turn off to the, like their brand new USA wing which was like huge it was so far away it was like a twelve minute walk or whatever uh-huh. the little thing says mm-hmm. and this kind of young guy like swings past in one of those golf cart things which mm-hmm. they generally save for VIPs or like people with limited mobility mm-hmm. and I feel like he was just like want a ride yeah and we were like yes so we all got on with our um carry-on luggage and he boosted mm. all the way down there and like these things generally have a speed limit like yeah, you do I not like, see them boosting yeah, I like, feel they, like they go they... about 5k an hour like yes. they're about the speed of you walking and this was like a full sprint I feel speed. like there was wind blowing through my hair. That's uh-huh. how fast we were going. It was fantastic. It, so, was, it was a real highlight. And, and now every time I go to the airport, I'm looking around for like a guy in a golf cart ready to be like, I'm available. But it hasn't when, happened since. And when you see that person, do you just sort of like feign a limp and be like, excuse me, sir. I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah. Um, just a little bit of a note is that um, some – Especially depending on your destination, some destinations like uh, the USA, they do have additional screening requirements. So they normally ask you to arrive at the airport a little bit earlier, which I know is obviously disappointing for you, Sam. But, you know, they normally have like a a different, you know, like America, they have like another more, you know, they'll ask you more questions. Yeah, you have to line up and answer some questions about where you're going and what you're doing. And Mm -hmm. like before you even get to the final... um, departure lounge right yes and then once you're in that part of the those gates they're like remote gates you normally just kind of stay there like you don't tend to wander back no you're right yeah to the rest of the airport so you know if you're going to buy yourself your burger king or you know that type of food get you know just i guess sort of be aware that there are often other security requirements as you get a little bit closer to the plane um Though I do note that one thing that excited me about Auckland Airport and those USA um, gates is they had in um, a freshly squeezed orange juice machine with yeah. oranges that would be squeezed in front of your very eyes. There's a few of those dotted around the airport now. They're pretty nice. I'm I'm easily amused. I just wanted noting that. Can you believe 25 minutes already? Um, the fanciest lounges Catherine has ever been to. And I have never been to them. She's what's, been, what's she got? What's her number one lounge? The British Airways, First Class Lounge, London Heathrow Airport. Oh, 
called, can't beat it. Called the Concord Lounge. Ooh. After the, you know, the plane. Mm-hmm. And as she reminded me, cabanas. You get a private cabana. See, now that's luxury. So you were just sitting there with like a button for butler service. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like a bell. Yeah. Please come. So that that's I didn't experience that, so I can't say whether that was cool or not, but it sounds pretty bloody cool. It sounds amazing. The fanciest lounge experience I've been to is probably the Qantas first class lounge at Sydney Airport, where um, it's all, uh, what's the dining that's straight at your table? Is that a la carte? That's yeah. N- yeah, so not, not buffet. They cook it fresh for you, beautiful wines. Uh, you know, if you want to drink champagne at seven in the morning, they, they mm. give shit. And just, it's, it's really, you know that you're on holiday when you're having that experience straight away. So I think that's the joy. Our final one would be, um, we were in, maybe it was Stockholm or something, and the flight just kept getting delayed. Oh. And so the great thing about a lounge is that you can just hang out at the lounge. And even if the flight is delayed, you're not sitting at the gate with everyone, sort of getting angry. Um, she was just kind of knocking back bears. And, you know, by the time the flight actually arrived, she was uh, she's pretty, pretty, pretty happy. <laughs> so, so that's that's a tip. Worst lounge, Korean Airlines lounge. I think it might oh. have been uh, LAX. Um, it was just cup noodles, cup noodles oh. and and two hundred and fifty mil cans of Coke. Do you think that was Korean Airlines or LAX though? Because LAX is a notoriously terrible airport. Well, they have the the Star Alliance lounge there is really fancy, and it's um, they paid Air New Zealand to operate it. So it's, a v- it's not the Air New Zealand lounge. It's for all of Starlines Airlines. Oh. But it has, like, the same sort of food you'd expect in a Koru lounge. Um, has showers. Has an outdoor balcony, like a little terrace seating. That's nice. It's very nice. Um, in contrast to, like, the Air Canada lounges, where I think once they just had boiled eggs for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Every like, North hard... American buffet breakfast oh, loves a just hard the... boiled egg. Just the worst. And they're like... Cold from the night before. Yeah. Hard boiled, like chalk. The the yolk is just the worst. Disgusting. Yeah. Terrible experience. Um, have you ever done any... You kind of mentioned you flew through duty-free. Do you, have you ever done any big shopping at the airport? You know, you bought anything kind of substantial? Oh, I don't think so. I've, as you said before, you can buy things and then pick them up um, mm-hmm. through the duty-free collection area. I picked up someone else's Louis Vuitton handbag. Ooh. <laughs> um, I think that's it. I tend to, I guess, do my shopping in the country I'm in mm-hmm. because I'm, I've saved up more money to buy something from that, from that country generally. So I wouldn't say I, I really buy anything expensive through duty-free. Duty free, but you've picked up uh, at least one big ticket item that I know of. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I kind of feel the same. I don't feel like there's these days that really great duty free value. Like if you no. think of what, like, what is duty as like tax? Honestly, yeah. most of the stuff is not. Um, it doesn't have an additional duty. Like alcohol has a has a duty on it. So when you go to like duty free, alcohol can be a little bit cheaper. Mm-hmm. But most stuff 
it's only like the GST, right. which is about 15%. And you can get a 15% off sale at most shops at some point in the year. Yeah. And, and then, you know, if you want to, have a, want to have a warranty return or anything like that, it's just a bit more of a hassle if you did it at the airport versus yeah. if you did it at, you know, the warehouse or whatever. Um, but what you can do is if you are buying stuff duty-free, you can also pick it up on the way back into the country so you don't have to take it with you to, like, Hawaii. You know, That's you, a good tip. Yeah, if you want a camera, or maybe not a camera, if you want a PlayStation at the airport, <laughs> yes. pick it up on the way back in rather than shipping it with you all the way over to the Moana Surfrider. Uh, I purchased a camera. I did that in Singapore, and I thought that was quite good. Catherine also wanted me to point out that she wanted to buy a Chanel handbag at London Heathrow Airport, to which I suggested that she should not buy a Chanel handbag, mainly because we did not, um, I did not want to spend the money on a Chanel handbag. Was she just trying to fit in in her cabana a little bit more? Is it even right to be in the cabana if you don't have a Chanel handbag? I don't think so. I, I believe that's a requirement. I think that they might judge you a little bit as you stroll in and like, this lady doesn't have a Chanel handbag. There's no Louis Vuitton. But fortunately for Catherine, she can flash the Hermes and that is um, better than Chanel. So, Yeah, yeah. And, you know, she's, she's glam anyway. She sure um, is. Okay, well, pretty much that's all the time we've, we've gone over. Can you believe it? Oh, my gosh. It just time really flew on by. Once again... Thank you, Samantha. I always appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Elon. 